You're listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.us or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. Isn't Jesus amazing? (laughs) I love Jesus. It's true. (laughs) I lose my mind at the thought of Jesus. Man. (laughs) Do you guys know Dr. Susan? If you don't, she is amazing. And, uh, she was also in love with Jesus. Uh, I went to one of her things the other day, and she said that, you know, in other countries, when a king walks in the room, everybody just immediately stands up without having to be told. <clears throat> so that's what I want to do. I just want to take a moment, and if you guys would, if you can, if you stand with me. <clears throat> Try not to lose my mind again. Jesus is king. (laughs) King Jesus. We just make room for you, Lord. We just honor you right here, right now. Here we are with nothing else on our minds but to love you. No amount of words. (laughs) You're too glorious. You're too glorious. You're too glorious. We just love you. And while I got the chance, I just want to say that I love you. And I worship you. You're my everything. And I honor you, Jesus. Take your rightful place as king. Sit down on your throne and relax. (laughs) I just, I just worship you. Yeah, thanks guys. You can sit down now. The king has come. <laughs> uh, man, um, I'm in love with the gospel. I'm in love with Jesus. <clears throat> what else? Is, what else is there to talk about, really, besides the gospel? Jesus. Oh. <laughs> uh, a couple of things uh, sprung up in my heart in worship. Um, you know, I, I used to um, have this, I call it a bad habit, of trying to recreate my uh, secret moments with the Lord in public. And uh, 
the Lord kind of talked to me about it, and he was like, you know, um, when lovers get together alone, they don't talk about it. That's just what they do together. That's their special moments, you know. So when I'm with, with Jesus, it's just me and him. It's just my special moments with him. You got to get your own. <laughs> I mean, and, and honestly, when in the history of the universe has God ever did the same thing twice? He's just too creative. <clears throat> Thank you, God. <laughs> so... Um, Jesus, I just, I just want you, I want you to do whatever you want to do, I want you to say whatever you want to say, just have your way, Lord. Um. Ah, man, I'm trying to get it together, guys, I promise. Um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes I get nervous about Sunday mornings and Wednesdays um, because we do it every Sunday, you know. We do it every Wednesday. We come together, uh, we hug, we say hi, we eat donuts, we worship, somebody talks for a minute, and then we pray and go home, you know. And it gets real easy for us to just slip into routine. <clears throat> and it's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Discipline is good. Loyalty is good. Faithfulness is good. You know, getting together uh, is good. It's always good. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't want to talk about bad about Sundays and Wednesdays, but I just, I just want to be I just want to bring to attention to how easy it is to slip into routine. How easy it is to uh, not give Jesus all of our attention. To say, oh, you know, Tony's going to talk for a minute and we're going to pray. We're going to go home. My knee hurts. Hopefully somebody can pray for me. And, you know, just yada, yada, yada. But I, I, uh, <laughs> I talk to the Lord about that sometimes, and, and uh, I, I just believe God always has something special in mind. And even when it seems routine, I believe God is still doing something special. <clears throat> but there's just more, you know? There's just more. Uh, I just... Personally, I want God to rip the roof off the place. I want just heavenly clouds just to sit down on top of us and we just lose our minds for six hours. You know, there's nothing routine about that. I want that. <laughs> uh.
I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just really in love with Jesus. And I just, uh, I was with him last night. <clears throat> Obviously, you know you're hungry for the Lord. <laughs> I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> when you take a five-hour energy at 10 o'clock at night. <clears throat> More than once. <laughs> so, um, Hebrews chapter 9, all that turning, I just lost it. Okay. Hebrews chapter 9. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to read the whole thing. Okay, we're just going to see what happens. Um, I'll read the NASB. Doesn't matter which version you have, they all raise the dead. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> and the title of Hebrews chapter 9 is Christ is Superior in His Priestly Ministry. <clears throat> Starting at verse 1. Now, even the first covenant had regulations of divine worship in the earthly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle prepared, the outer one, in which were the lampstand and the table and the sacred bread. This is called the holy place. Behind the second veil, there was a tabernacle, which is called the Holy of Holies, having a golden altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant covered on all sides with gold, in which was a golden jar holding the manna, and Aaron's rod which budded in the table of the covenant. And above it were the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. But of these things we cannot speak in detail. We cannot now speak in detail. Now, when these things have been so prepared, the priests are continually entering the outer tabernacle, performing the divine worship. But into the second, only the high priest enters once a year, not without taking blood, which he offers for himself and for the sins of the people committed in ignorance. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit is signifying this, that the way into the holy place has not yet been disclosed while the outer tabernacle is still standing, which is a symbol for the present time. Accordingly, both gifts and sacrifices are offered which cannot make the worshiper perfect in conscience since they relate only to food and drink and various washings, regulations for the body, imposed until a time of reformation. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things to come, he entered through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation, and not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood. <clears throat> he entered the holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled, sanctify for the cleansing of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the internal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Isn't that amazing? Isn't the gospel amazing? 
Isn't it amazing that he says, <clears throat> you know, the blood of calves and goats could cleanse your flesh, but it couldn't cleanse your conscience. <laughs> and then Jesus <clears throat> cleansed your conscience. He removed it from you and birthed you anew in him. From dead works to serve God. Do you know that you can't even serve God without the blood of Jesus? Isn't that amazing? I just need him for everything. <clears throat> ah, God, I thank you for your blood. I thank you that you just remove the consciousness of sin right now. <clears throat> if we jump over to verse 28, so Christ also having been offered once to bear the sins of many will appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those who eagerly Await him. <laughs> Be free in Jesus' name. <laughs> gospel is a gospel of freedom. Woo! All right, so that was off the cuff. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I do... Uh, I do have something specific I believe the Lord wants to talk about real quick. And uh, <clears throat> and if you've been coming on Wednesdays, it is the same thing that I've been talking about. <laughs> it's just the way I do things. It's just, I, I was obsessed with Psalm 145 for two months, okay? It's just, just, the, way, it's just the way it is. So uh, a month or two ago, the Lord kind of dropped this really humum, uh, uh, humongous... Uh, topic in my heart called unity and I was like that is that is too big that is too much for me Lord I can't <laughs> I can't handle it um, <clears throat> but uh, a few weeks later after that he gave me the secret sauce <laughs> to unity and it's humility So we're going to read through some scriptures real quick. Uh, Matthew chapter 18. <clears throat> and I'm just kind of going to give you the highlights, the spark notes. Obviously, this has been months in the works of me being alone with the Lord, and there's a lot of details that we could go into, but I'm just going to give you the highlights and kind of let you run with it. <clears throat> so Matthew chapter 18, uh, starting at verse 15. Uh, this is in reference to the church, brother to brother, sister to sister, um, doing, doing life together. And it's in red, so Jesus is talking. If your brother sins, this is verse 15, if your brother sins, go and show him his fault in private. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. But if he does not listen to you, take one or two more with you, so that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every fact may be confirmed. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them. 
by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. Isn't that amazing? Jesus is perfect. <laughs> um, now, there's, there's a lot of teaching on binding and loosing, and I'm not going to get into all that. Um, but what I do want to talk about is verse 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. <clears throat> now, let me explain what Jesus is not saying here. Jesus is not saying, like, for example, uh, the church has a need. Like, if we have a food pantry, uh, we're running out of food, okay? And uh, so the pastor calls the church together and says, hey, listen, guys, there's a lot of hungry people out there. Uh, we don't have any food, but we know God multiplies food. So let's just get together, grab a partner, and uh, we'll just pray in agreement that God multiplies food, okay? <clears throat> so uh, the guy sitting next to you, you, you've heard of him. You know, he smells funny. He looks funny. You know that uh, what he does on the weekends, and you don't agree with it. Um, and then he's thinking the same thing about you. <laughs> he's like, this guy smells funny. He looks funny. He's not even from around here. Uh, he doesn't talk like me. I heard him yell at his wife the other day. This is a joke. <clears throat> so they look at each other. They do the Christian thing. Hey, brother, how you doing, man? Good. How you doing, brother? God is good. Amen. <clears throat> So they say, we need food. Pastor says, we're going to pray, so let's pray. He said, you agree that God can multiply food? I do agree that God multiplies food. He's like, all right, amen, let it be done. Uh, I would believe that that is not what Jesus is saying right here. Just because two people say, I agree, doesn't mean diddly squat. <clears throat> so I looked up that word agree, um, and it's two clickbacks in, in Blue Letter Bible. The first click is symphoneo, which is obviously the word we get symphony from. And then the second click back is harmonious, harmony. And obviously this is talking about one mind, one accord, one faith, one baptism, one body, one bride of Christ. So when Jesus is saying, if two of you agree, if two of you are in symphony with one another, if two of you uh, are doing life together, iron sharpens iron. If you come together and he tells you, brother, in secret, if you're, if you're uh, in harmony with one another, if you're there in the low spots, you're there in the high spots, if you're uh, praying together, seeking God together, if you're fasting together, if you're doing this thing called life together, if you're in harmony seeking me, anything you ask will be done. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So, but there's two other things here. Um, well, I'm sorry, there's one other thing here. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. Now, if you were to ask <clears throat> any God-chasing Christian on the planet what's the two most things they want in their life, they would say, answers to prayer and God to be with me or God to be in our midst, his manifest presence. So I believe that in this right here, Jesus just gave us the very foundation and the table from which heaven on earth is built. Because that is heaven. All prayers are answered in heaven. Anything you want, the Father just gives it to you. And he's there. His manifest presence. So it's heaven on earth is what Jesus is talking about right here. 
God just believes it. <clears throat> so, and then we'll jump over to uh, John 17. Kind of nail unity down, starting in verse 20. Jesus is talking again. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you have loved me. <clears throat> Father, I desire that <clears throat> they also whom you have given me be with me where I am, so that they may see my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, although the world has not known you yet, I have known you. And these have known that you sent me. And I have made your name known to them and will make it known so that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. So that the world may know. So once we're in harmony, once we're in Symphonejo with one another. Prayers are getting answered. People's lives are being changed. The world is beginning to see that God is real. God is here. God loves me. His glory is for me. He wants to be with me. He wants me. <clears throat> it's a personal gospel. <clears throat> so, on verse 21 that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may know, so that the world may believe that you sent me. And now, so I'll transition into uh, humility. So that the world may know that you sent me. There's another verse in John chapter 20. Jesus says, just as the Father sent me, I now send you. So we're going to look at how the Father sent Jesus. <clears throat> and we'll jump over to Matthew chapter 11. There's a lot of scriptures in here, I know, but <clears throat> like I said, I'm trying to paint a big picture. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, starting at verse 28. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Isn't that amazing? <clears throat> you know, Jesus didn't say, Come to me with all your problems because I am all-powerful. He didn't say, come to me with all your questions and doubts because I am wisdom. He said, come to me for I am lowly and humble and meek. 
the God of the universe. <clears throat> and then uh, it was Andrew Murray. I don't know if you guys heard of him. He is he is amazing. I heard a story about him just recently uh, about how he wrote his books. He wrote glorious books. <clears throat> and I heard this story that his daughter would transcribe the books for him, and he would just pace around praying in the Spirit and then stop and say, write this down. And then he'd keep walking, praying in the Spirit, and then stop, tell his daughter, write this down. So that's how he wrote his books. I thought that was wild. <clears throat> uh, anyway, Andrew Murray said that Christ came to return humility to the earth. Because if we're getting serious, if we're getting honest, pride is the root issue of this whole thing. Selfishness, pride, eyes for me. It's, it's the whole thing. It's what cast Satan out of heaven. It's how Adam and Eve uh, rebelled in the garden. It was pride. They looked at the fruit and they said, if I eat this fruit, I can be like God and I'll no longer need God. <clears throat> it's the whole thing. So the whole, I believe the whole Christian life is getting lower and lower, <laughs> saying, God, I need you more and more. I can't do this on my own. Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to read a bunch of scriptures real quick, just kind of show you Jesus' life. And um, you don't have to turn there because there's a bunch of them. So they're all in John, and I'll give you the reference so you can read these later if you want to. Um, the Son can do nothing of Himself. John chapter 5, verse 19. I can do nothing on my own. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. John 5.30 I receive not glory from men. John 5.41 For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. John 6.38 My teaching is not mine. John 7.16 I have not come of myself. John 7.28 I do nothing of myself, John 8, 28. I have not come of myself, but he sent me, John 8, 42. I seek not my own glory, John 8, 50. The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me, John 14, 10. The word which you hear is not mine, John 14, 24. I, I I wish I could express the the, the nuclear the the atomic subparticles of Jesus's life. I wish I had the language to express how fundamental that these scriptures are to the very way that Jesus walked, talked, and lived. <clears throat> and if we're pursuing the life of Jesus, these are the scriptures of how he lived. <clears throat> everything he did, everything he said, every, everywhere he went, it was in reference. To these scriptures. And it's funny that he says, uh, these words aren't mine, these words aren't mine, these words I speak aren't mine, these words I speak aren't mine. He says it over and over and over again, but then he says all these other things uh, so many times, like he's emphasizing that the Father sent Jesus low and humble to constantly live in second place to the Father. <clears throat> Jesus lived that way. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. And I believe this is the picture of complete humility 
to empty yourself and allow God to do what he pleases. And I really love John 14, 10. He says, the words I speak are not my own, but my father who lives in me does his work through me. A father does his work through me. <clears throat> and, what, and what does God love more than anything? You and me. <laughs> he stopped at nothing to get us back. He chose to die the worst death that ever was, the most unjust death that ever was, so that he could have us back. So, if my life is in, sec is, is in constant second place to the Father, then I'm constantly looking at him for my next word, for my next move, uh, for where his eyes are going, what he's doing. And in the words of, you know, the beautiful Owen back there, uh, he, he, did, he, did, he did this wonderfully. <laughs> but he said... Uh, If my eyes are constantly looking at the Father, tell me if I get this right or wrong. <clears throat> if my eyes are constantly looking at the Father, then I'm going to notice when his eyes move from mine and look at somebody else's. And because I'm so in love with the Father and looking at what he's doing and hearing what he's saying, and if I'm loving him and I see his eyes go over there and start loving Kyle, then I'm going to do everything that I can to come up underneath him and love him. So that's why in Philippians chapter 2 it says... Count others more important than yourselves. Yeah. So one last scripture, and then I'll quit, and we'll pray, and we'll go eat. In Jesus' name. Second <laughs> uh, Peter chapter 1. I went too far. As you practice your, your Bible drills, right? I got to get a tablet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can just click, click. <laughs> uh, yeah, Second Peter chapter 1. We'll start at verse 3. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Now for this very reason also applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. 
For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be abundantly supplied to you. Isn't that amazing? Like some of the stuff I read in the Bible is like, can you, are you allowed to put that in there? <laughs> it's like, what am I reading? <laughs> oh, man. But uh, I like this one so much because it's just so clear. I mean, he says, if these things are, are yours and are increasing, then you will never stumble. And this is the entrance into the eternal kingdom. And the kingdom will be abundantly supplied to you. So I love this scripture so much because it doesn't say, if you preach the gospel, the kingdom will be supplied to you. He doesn't say, if you pray for healing, the kingdom will be supplied to you. He doesn't say, if you raise the dead. He doesn't say, if you prophesy somebody's socks off. He doesn't say, if you dream and visit heaven. He said, if this divine nature is yours and are increasing, the kingdom will be abundantly supplied to you. I love this so much because it just removes all high mountaintops and all low valley tops. All of us are in the same ballpark. We all got the same chance to submit. We all got the same chance to live humble. We all got the same chance to grow in this divine nature and to walk in his kingdom. You know, I like the example of, of, uh, it was Eric Gilmore who gave this example. He said that, you know, you watch Benny Hinn. And he'll knock over crowds of people, right? Uh, just people will just come up the stage and say, hey, I got cancer was just left me. Uh, I don't know. I just started walking. You know, I didn't even, nobody prayed for me, anything, any stuff like that. And you're like, what? I'll never see anything like that in my lifetime. You know, if you're the person at home changing diapers all day, I am, compared to him, I'm doing nothing for the kingdom, you know? But I love this scripture because it just reminds us that, the gifts of God are just that. They're gifts. And that this is what God looks for. This right here is what is going to be accounted to you at the end of the day. This is the gold. This is the silver. This is the precious jewels. The gifts of God, you're going to have to hand those back over to him at the end of the day because they're his. He gave them to you to give to other people, but they're not yours. You get to use them. Sure. Yeah, they're wonderful. They, they, they break a lot of chains. They do a lot of things. But it's not the Father does his works through you. <clears throat> anyway, so I love this so much. Let it encourage you because um, I know it can be intimidating. You see people up here praying. You see people up here talking. Uh, you know, you watch people on YouTube, whatever. And uh, David Hogan, for one, that guy. Praise God. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so it's these intangibles that bring the tangibles. And the in, one of the intangibles is humility. And I believe that it is humility that brings unity. And it's unity that brings heaven to earth. So that's uh, all I got. We're going to pray. <laughs> Sorry for so much buckets and buckets of stuff. Uh, we're just going to pray and we're just going to ask God to help us. Help me. 
Yeah, wonderful, Jesus. Thank you that this was your idea from the beginning. Thank you that you weren't interested in superhero Christians, but that you were interested in one body. You were interested in one bride. Thank you that you prayed for me, that you prayed for us, that we might be one just as you and the Father are one. And Father, I just ask in the name of Jesus that you would just help us. Mercy, Father. That just hardships and just things we have against people would just melt away because they don't matter. Love is what matters. Your heart for the world is what matters. Our disagreements in church, our disagreements with denominations, so little, so selfish, so prideful. Father, help us. Help us start at home. Help us birth the gospel at home. And then birth it here. And then birth it in the streets. And then birth it in this nation. And then birth it in the world. Jesus, I thank you that nothing is impossible for you. Even something as grandiose as unity in the universal church of the world, nothing is too hard for you, my Jesus. So if you guys agree, just say it with me. Jesus, help me. (laughs) Help me love my brother. Help me love my sister. Expose the selfishness in me. And drain out all inward poisons. So that we might be together as one. thank you. And I just pray for every person here, every person watching online for an ease and a simplicity in the secret place. Uh, And people would have their own special moments with you. That if I were to ask them, what's the Lord telling you? They just start crying and say, I can't. It's too special. It's just for me. Oh, I love your kisses, Jesus.
Oh, would you kiss us today, Lord? Can we sing a song? Pick a jewel, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Nothing I desire compares to you. Compares to you.
He's too lovely, he's too lovely, he's too lovely, he's too lovely. <laughs> he's too lovely, he's too precious, he's too worthy, he's too glorious. Ah. Thank you, God.
Isn't he amazing? <clears throat> That's what it's all about. <clears throat> so, <laughs> today is Pastor Appreciation Day. So we appreciate the Most High Priest. <laughs> we also appreciate our local pastors here. Uh, if you guys need prayer for anything, come, we'll pray for you, literally anything. Uh, I don't care what it is, God does it all. Uh, if you need prayer for anything, please come up here, we'll pray for you. Otherwise, we're going to pray for the food, we're going to eat, and I'm going to enjoy myself. And uh, we just bless every one of you, everyone watching, and uh, thanks guys. Yeah, Jesus, you're glorious and wonderful and powerful and majestic. There's no one like you, beautiful and holy one. <laughs> we just thank you for our pastors here. God, we just bless them. We just thank you that they're here for us. They're here for you. And uh, just we just honor them and all their sacrifices, all their hard work, um, all their time invested, all the heartache, all the joys. Uh, we just bless them, God. We just love them. And we thank you that you're going to increase in their lives. We thank you that you're just going to crash around them, hug them tight, and they don't expect it. And uh, we thank you for food. We thank you for ribs. We thank you for uh, cookies and cake. And uh, we thank you for the gospel. We love you. We bless the food. We bless you guys. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.us.